Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome, folks. I have a lot to talk about. It's a big week. Uh, we've got House Bill 1169 is going to be voted on this week in Missouri. Uh, we see people waking up internationally even on the, this food issue. Uh, we're seeing, well, the, the pedophiles are uh, are really just taking a stand right now, which is kind of both shocking and not shocking, I guess. Uh, we see just chaos everywhere, just all sorts of chaos. Trump and DeSantis, just lots of things. But I want to start out with the food, the food issue, right? Uh, this is really something. And, you know, I'm I'm quite proud to say that I had a little bit to do with bringing this issue to the forefront. Uh, I think that's a really big deal. But I want to talk about why it's such a big deal. I want to talk about this issue a little bit uh, more broadly. So this is resonating with people. It's viral everywhere. The issue is getting picked up by all sorts of people. It's growing in the press. It's becoming a topic of conversation. Why do you think that is? You know, I mean, we've got the mRNA vaccines that are killing people. I mean, died suddenly anybody? Yeah. And, and let's talk about those. Let me, let me, as a, I guess a foundational piece of this conversation, let me talk about these, these death jabs, right? So you've got a death jab out there and we're seeing in a lot of places, 20 plus percent increases in uh in deaths right right i mean it's just massive 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 numbers of deaths we're seeing deaths uh you know well above what would be expected uh, death rates are skyrocketing around the world and in the places most vaccinated they're skyrocketing the most this is indisputable so when you see a 20 percent excess death number you got to think about that. And really, I want you to think about it in light of a disease with a less than 1% fatality rate, right? And if it's treated, and in most of the population, the fatality rate for COVID is less than 0.1%. I mean, this disease is really not dangerous, but yet we're pushing a vaccine that's got a 20, that's causing a 20% increase in excess deaths. Think about that. That is insanity. Let's push a vaccine for a disease that isn't killing anybody that's going to cause a 20% increase in excess deaths. It's, ins- it's just unbelievable. So when we, when we think this whole thing through, it's shocking. But despite that, you know, they fight real hard when we talk about these vaccines. They don't, you know, it's not widely reported. A lot of people are happy to put their head in the sand. So why then do you think that this food supply issue is such a big deal? Why is this resonating with people so much? Why is House Bill 1169 something that people are really fighting for? Why are we talking to so many states about potentially sponsoring other bills? Well, the reason is, in my mind, that this is representative of kind of the greater issue we're seeing, right? Uh, We look at what's happening in our society, and we've got a government that we can't trust, right? So uh, the FBI is crooked. They're absolutely corrupt. They've been trying to call everybody out there domestic terrorists that isn't a leftist, right? So anybody but Antifa. Everybody else is a, is a domestic terrorist. Antifa can burn down buildings, burn down cities, destroy everything. But uh, a guy like me, Christian nationalists, Catholics, were domestic terrorists, right? Right. 
That's absurd. Everybody knows it's absurd. Uh, you've got a government pushing things. Uh, yeah, they're they're telling kids to lie to their parents. They're trying to manipulate people. They're trying to hide what's happening in schools with these perversion, uh, just utter perversion of our children. You know, you see these books that are inappropriate for adults in elementary school libraries. You see the push for, uh, you know, the trans mush stuff in, in the schools, all this sort of sick, just garbage. Everywhere we look, we keep seeing this stuff that, that is dis destroying our trust in the government. And it should. It should. If you trust the government at this point, you're an idiot. Well, the food supply is something that everybody is just always kind of taken for granted. But now we find out that they're screwing with the food supply. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Well, we all have to eat. Yeah, I can, you know, maybe lose my job if I say no to the jab and okay, but at least I, I you know, had the ability to keep living. Maybe I'm poor, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that, but, you know, I wasn't being killed. Food supply, I don't have a choice. I got to eat. You put this in the food supply, what happens? Well, I got to eat. So you're literally removing the opportunity to say no, right? You're literally removing it. And they're not just removing the opportunity for people to say no by putting vaccines in the food supply, but they're doing it without telling anybody. It's super sneaky, super under the radar. And they're trying to hide this. Do you know that people are still trying to fact check this? So I just put out my sub stack. It's, uh, you can find it on Liberty Daily. You can find it at TomRens.com. You can find it at Rens-Law.com. It's everywhere. Uh, but you go to my Substack, and it's, by the way, people always ask me, you know, I, I don't want to pay for no, my new, you don't have to pay, it's free. You get a free, it's free. You can subscribe for free. You don't even have to pay to subscribe. If you do pay, it helps me because I use the money for the fight. So if you care about my fight, you're welcome to pay. And if you don't have the money, still read the stuff and share it. It's free. Okay, so you don't have to pay. I purposely do this so that nobody has to pay because I want the word out. Well. Headline, you know, headline my, my article, I wrote it, uh, mRNA is in the food. There's only one way to stop this. And that's that's through shining the light of truth on things. That's where House Bill 1169 Missouri comes up. Now, by the way, folks, that bill is up for committee vote on Wednesday in Missouri. I need everybody calling, texting, emailing, whatever you can do. I posted the phone numbers at the top of that article. It's on my Twitter feed. It's on my True Social. If you go there, it's all in the article. The article I wrote specifically lays out all of this. So let me tell you a little bit about this. And I really want you guys to understand this because it's critical. So I spent a long time on this, right? So we go through and I, there's a couple things you got to know. First, yes, vaccines can be transmissible through food. There's zero question about that, right? And I actually cited, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different article studies, scientific journal articles, peer-reviewed, talking about transmissible vaccines. They can be. It can happen, okay? Is it happening? Well, I don't know for sure, but who do you trust? You, what, you trust the FDA? The guys that told you that the COVID vaccine is safe and effective? I hope not. If you do, you're an idiot. Uh, so, you know, it is transmissible. Second of all, it's already in the food supply. It's there, right? Uh, I cite some articles on this. You got Sequevity. That's a Merck platform. Uh, Bayer and uh, BioNTech are partnering 
Did you know that, folks? So Bear bought Monsanto, right? Monsanto is the biggest producer of seeds for farmers on the planet. So your grain, your potato, whatever you're selling, it's probably Monsanto seed. Well, Bear is partnered with Mon uh, with uh, Pfizer and Tech. Bear bought Monsanto, and Bear partnered with Pfizer and Tech, and they're now able to engineer transmissible vaccines into vegetables and other plants, right? So if you think you're a vegan, you're going to be safe. I got news for you. It's actually easier to put this in vaccine uh, vaccines in these plants than it is in animals. So the transmissible vaccines may well already be being put in these seeds. We don't know. And do we trust Bear? Do we trust Big Pharma to tell us the truth? If you do, you're an idiot. Okay, so we're going to go back to the idiot thing probably a few times. Uh, but it's there, right? Now, we also know now that this, this RNA stuff and these transmissible things, these are gene therapies. They're meant to alter your genetics. Okay, that's what a gene therapy is. It's, it's therapy through the use of genes. Now, the mRNA does reverse transcript. We've seen some studies. We've seen some stuff. I cite a couple of them. And uh, I, will, I will tell you what. It is not 100% scientifically proven yet that these are reverse transcribing into people. I would bet any amount of money you wanted to bet that it is and that it's intended to. That's why they're called gene therapies. These are meant to alter human DNA. They're lying to you folks. They're lying outright. I guarantee you this is happening, okay? To the ext what extent? I don't know. Is it permanent? I don't know. But is it screwing with the human genetics? It absolutely is. There's no question in my mind. The idea that this can't get into the cell's nucleus, it can't get into your DNA is an absolute outright lie. They know it's a lie, and uh, they're covering it up. So they're going to put this stuff in there. They're going to modify your genes. They're going to modify your genetics for what? For what? Right? Uh, so I go through all of this in my substack, right? And we, we lay all this out. And I really want to stress, you've got to understand something. The law is not equipped to handle this. The laws written on food and drugs like this were written years ago, right? There were no genetically modifying foods. and This stuff didn't exist when a lot of these laws were written. So there is nothing out there that's properly dealing with this. There's a lot of loopholes in the law. So as far as we know, there could well be GMO uh, products out there that, that will actually include transmissible vaccines, and we wouldn't know it. There'd be no way for us to know. We have to pass disclosure laws. That's what House Bill 1169 is. It's a disclosure law. And it says you got to have informed consent. Informed consent is critical, right? It's not, it's fine. You want to put this stuff in your food, that's fine. But you got to get informed consent before you change my DNA, before you give me a, med a medical intervention, before you give me a gene therapy. I mean, are you going to tell me that gene therapy is not a medical intervention? You can't do this without informed consent, folks. You just can't. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. They're trying to give you medical interventions, gene therapies, and alter your DNA without informed consent. And I don't care, even if you don't believe me, even if you want to say, listen, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't care about getting the shot. You want to do it without informed consent? Do you care what else they put in there? 
We have every right to, as to consumers to know this, right? But they're covering this up. They're covering this up in a massive, massive way. The reason they're covering it up is that they, they're probably already doing it because you don't hide things unless you got something to hide. Now, can I prove that these are already there? Not yet, not yet. But it sure does look like it. It sure does look like it. And when you listen to the lobbyists that spoke out against House Bill 1169, one of the major excuses they had for speaking out against it was, well, we'd have to label all of our stuff. You would? Huh. That's pretty uh, pretty scary to hear, isn't it? You have to label all of your stuff. Does that mean that all of your stuff is gene therapy? Are you already doing this? If you are, that's a violation of Nuremberg. It's in violation of informed consent laws. And we need to be talking about jail time and lawsuits. I don't know, folks, but what I do know is that the requirement to disclose that something's a gene therapy is pretty straightforward. The reason we're, that this is resonating with people is people don't like being lied to. And that's what this is. Just tell us the truth. If I want to take the vaccine, I'll take it. If I don't, I don't. You know, that's fine. But don't put it in my food and then not tell me about it. That's insane. I don't want that crap. You see, that's exactly what they want because most people won't take these gene therapy drugs and they are dead set on controlling our genetics. I don't know why you can talk to the you can talk to Big Pharma. I'm sure they'll give you a nice straight answer. Ask Fauci. Fauci will tell you the truth. He always does. But they're dead set on this, right? Now, the new bill, the updated language in House Bill 1169 includes the following line. Farmers and ranchers not in the business of creating or engineering gene therapy products or products intended to or known to alter a person's genome more substantially than natural food are exempt from provisions of the section. Why is that? Well, the farmers uh, didn't have any problem with 1169, but the Corrupt Cattlemen's Association, corn growers, all these guys that work and take all their money from Bear Monsanto, not the actual farmers. The farmers, I got call after call. I had thousands of farmers telling me how much they support 1169. The factory farms, the Bill Gates factory farms, you know, Bill Gates who's pushing these, these vaccines. Uh, the Bill Gates factory farms are 100% against this. Bear Monsanto, which is located in Missouri, and uh, you know they're going to make billions and billions of dollars off of this, has said hell no. So they're funding all of these farm organizations, chambers of commerce, to oppose this bill because they don't want you to know what's in your food. They don't want you to know that they're giving you gene therapies because they struck a sweetheart deal with Pfizer, BioNTech, and all these others. So they're going to make a killing if uh, if they can sell a whole bunch of these vaccine foods, right? That's what it looks like is going to happen. But we, the people, we, we want to know. We think that we have a right to informed consent. It resonates with people. And when the government sells out to lobbyists, which is what's been happening, well, there's no trust. Now, we addressed every single issue. There were, there were some Republican holdouts on this bill. This bill was going to not get past committee because there were there were a few Republicans that were going to vote no. Democrats are all going to vote no, but the Republicans were going to vote no. And they were going to do so because they were getting told by the lobbyists what to do and they were selling out. We have addressed every single issue, including the farmer rancher exemption, penalties. They wanted a penalty. We've addressed every issue that they have. I'm going to go on record right now and tell you 
any Republican on that committee that doesn't vote yes for this is telling you that they oppose informed consent and they would rather represent the lobbyists than you, the people of Missouri. I want everybody to hear that. I want you to know that. And I want you to remember that because whether they vote that way or not, we're going to either tell them thank you after this is over or we're going to keep calling them and reminding them how unhappy we are. Folks, this fight is critical. There is no, uh, I mean, what's more important than protecting your health? And if they can steal your health through food, what else is there? I'm fighting this as hard as I can. I need your help. Go to TomRens.com. I need you to buy from my sponsors. I need you to support my Substack. I need you to, we got to give, send, go up there, donate. Anything you can do to support our fight. We've really got to do anything possible to support that fight. Uh, we need to get the word out. I need you helping me. By the way, this Twitter is being suppressed big time. I need you to share this Substack everywhere so people can see it. It's free. I just need it out there. Help us get the word out. Help us spread TomRens.com. Support our sponsors. Help us fight this fight. I'm not charging anybody. I haven't charged a dime for my work in Missouri. I can only do it if you're helping me. We'll be right back. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Okay, welcome back, folks. You know, I did something that I almost never do. Uh, I actually, I actually decided to redo this segment. And when I get into it, you're going to understand why. Uh, you know, this segment, I'm going to talk about some sicko pedophiles and this push for pedophilia. And, uh, and I'm not just talking about the Catholic Church and Disney. 
Oh, see, I'm in trouble already. No, I'm not redoing that. Over. Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, no, but I'm talking about sicko pedophiles. And, you know, I got so fired up uh, that I, I might have gone a little off script. Uh, not that there's a script. Everything everything I do is from the heart. But because it's from the heart, I might have got a little bit harsh. So we actually decided that we're going to uh, uh, edit a little piece of this segment out. Uh, and uh, we're going to redo it a little bit because, well, uh, I might have got a little too fired up. And, yeah, I'm kind of a warrior at heart. When we talk about kids, I feel very protective. I love kids. And kids have a right to grow up and to be children. You know, they have a right to be babies. What's happened is is we've, we've completely eliminated that, right? You know, we expect kids to be treated like little grown-ups from birth. They're not capable of being little grown-ups at birth, right? They're not. I had a childhood. I enjoyed it. Well, some parts of it. Uh, but I enjoyed being a child. Every kid deserves that. Every kid. We're trying to take it away. And it's not okay. It's not acceptable. So the uh, the fact that they're doing this is sick and it's planned. And I want to talk about this first with this headline. Gates funds millions to NGO claiming kids born sexual. Ten-year-olds should learn about commercial sex work. Subheading, sex ed said... Kids under 10 should learn, as you grow up, you might start to be interested in people with diverse gender identities. My son is 10 years old, okay? So this man-boob-having pervert, Bill Gates, is funding the International Planned Parenthood Federation, which is not the American Planned Parenthood. Uh, American Planned Parenthood is a different crew, right? They just, I think they just focus on murdering babies rather than uh, supporting pedophiles. So... This International Planned Parenthood Federation, they get over $80 million from Gates. $80 million. And they're teaching children, they're teaching that children are sexual from birth. So I want you to think of how sick this is. Okay, this is really hard for me to even talk about because it makes me want to throw up and it makes me uncomfortable and it's hard for me to even consider. These people think kids are born sexual. They think that there, there is some sort of a sexual something when you're changing that baby's diaper, when you're changing that baby's diaper, these perverts view that as something that's sexual. That's how screwed up some of these people are. It is sick beyond words, folks. They're looking at babies and children as somehow being sexual beings. I've got two kids. Kids are about as asexual as they can be. I mean, eventually they get to puberty. That's when they start, they start becoming sexualized or more sexual genetically. They may not understand it, but that's, you know, until then, there, there's nothing sexual about an infant. Toddlers, preschool, there's nothing about them. They don't think that way. They don't act that way. They don't look that way. Unless they've been molested or abused, that's just not what they are. And that is sick beyond words. The fact that they want to rob children of this is beyond sick. Every single one of these people should be round up. And uh, put on an island. Let's say let's say that because I'm I'm being nicer this this time around. Uh, this is sick beyond words. Uh, this this children under ten should also be told as you grow up you might start to be interested in people with diverse gender identities. Why would you tell a ten year old that? Why would you give the a ten year old the idea that they can be something other than what they are? 
If you're born a boy, you're a boy. If you're born a girl, you're a girl. Why would you tell them it's different? It's a mental disorder. Okay, gender dysphoria is a mental disorder. Why would you lay the seeds for a mental disorder? The reason it was considered a mental disorder until someone bought off the psychological institutes was that it it causes lifelong health problems. You get an adedictomy surgery or weenie removal, you got lifelong health problems. You get on these hormones, you got lifelong health problems. Did you know that women are barred from getting certain sex hormones at menopause? It's thought that these hormones will will relieve the symptoms of menopause, but the FDA says, well, they might cause breast cancer, so you can't have them, but we can give them to 10-year-olds. Think about that, folks. Think about that. What kind of perverts are these people? This is sick beyond words. IPPF suggested multiple instances of children are born sexual. Children under 10 should be taught that sexuality is part of you from the moment you were born. Sexuality develops and changes throughout your life. No. No. These people are perverts. So we know, here's my thought, right? So we know this IPPF. We know that this is the home of the perverts. We just need to drop bombs on them. Can we drop bombs on their headquarters? Is it, is it like a military target? They've declared war on children? This is unbelievable, folks. Uh, by the way, I don't condone violence. Uh, you know, I mean, but we these people should be investigated and see what sort of trial they deserve. I mean, I'm guessing, you know, they're, they're literally, I don't know, is there is this uh, maybe conspiracy to uh, to commit? Uh, it depends on the state, but this you could argue that this is a violated conspiracy to commit some sort of uh, sexual assault, or so there's different state laws that this might uh, might fall under the conspiracy. That we need a prosecutor, or a state AG, to start prosecuting these people. Frankly, if we had any state AGs with with gonads, they would go after some of these teachers. Some of these people should be prosecuted for sure for what they're doing. I mean, the sexualizing children is illegal in every, pretty much every state in the country. I mean, California is trying to fix it, but it's that's plainly illegal, I think, in most states. Uh, but, quote, sex educators, according to the NGO, should have an understanding of young people as sexual beings. No, that's what you want their, your educators to do. Look at these kids and these babies as sexual beings. Is that what we want? So you okay with that? Regardless of age, according to these people. Quote, it went on to say that sexual rights include the right to say yes or no to sex, the right to express sexuality, including the right to seek pleasure, the right to enjoy bodily autonomy. To babies. They want to teach that to kindergartners, guys. They think that's a good thing. Let's teach these kids, these elementary kids. Does this sound like elementary stuff to you? Let me just tell you, if you're okay with this, you suck as a parent. You should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, you just, it's unbelievable. Uh, this this goes on and uh, they, they push every sort of perverse sexual nonsense you can imagine, supported by the Gates Foundation. You know, Bill Gates, uh, eugenicist extraordinaire and pervert extraordinaire, apparently. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Is that the definition of pervert? I mean, what, what is it? What is it? If you're promoting sexualizing children, if you're giving $80 million to a group promoting sexualization of children, 
what can I say about that? I mean, to my mind, that means you're a pervert, an absolute pervert. Well, this ties into another headline, uh, BPR, Business and Politics. Headline, critics say UN-backed report seeks to normalize sex with minors. This has been the plan all along. So this, uh, this talks about this report from the United Nations. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about the United Nations. It's a disaster. But uh, they're talking about the, the quote, over-criminalization of, uh, you know, child sex, right? And uh, <laughs> says, quote, the, the UN is full of pedophiles. Well, I can't argue with that. Um, you know, this is an interesting article because what you have is a bunch of legal scholars trying to do legal uh, gymnastics, mental gymnastics, to figure out a way to say that it's not illegal for a child to have sex with an adult. Oh, these kids, they can consent. They're sexual beings, right? That's what they're saying. I have a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old, okay? And uh, they want to say that these two kids are old enough to consent to having sex with an adult. I, I can't even fathom that. I can't fathom what, I, I just, it's so far beyond me. If some, if I, imagine you're walking through the grocery store with your 10-year-old, and some, you know, 30-year-old man looks over at your your 10-year-old daughter and says, yeah, hey, sweetie, and smacks her in the rear and walks by. That Think of that. Think of that. That's what these people are. That's what they're, hey, they're okay with it. I mean, that's fine for them. I mean, these people are okay with that. That shouldn't be criminal. It's just bad manners, right? I'm just going to tell you that that guy who does that, uh, he would never do that to anyone again if I saw that because he would lose limbs, uh, I think. This is unbelievable. The, the, truly, these people are lead, literally, literally advocating for child sex. And they go on to quote this pervert judge from South Africa who says, from long years in the law and as a proudly gay man, I know profoundly how criminal law signals which groups are deemed worthy of protection and which of condemnation and ostracism. Well, listen, Judge, I'm just going to let you know. If you're a child sex predator pervert, I think ostracism is the least you should worry about. I think it should be a heck of a lot worse than that. And, uh, well, I would love to go into the gory details of what I would love to see happen to every child sex predator. I'm going to avoid that uh, so that I don't have to redo this segment again. It's, it's unbelievable. Folks, Bill Gates and the UN are supporting child sex predators. They're advocating for pedophilia. Think about that. Think about just what's going on here. What's going on here? How did we get to the point that pedophilia seemed okay? Now, I'm going to go back a few years. Remember when uh, they were talking about gay marriage? And let me just be real upfront with you on, on my gay marriage thing, right? Uh, marriage is a church thing. State has no business being involved in it, period. Okay? Uh, it's, it's, it's a religious thing. 
as far as the law goes, we have to have a legal mechanism for dealing with relationships, right? Uh, if you're, you've been with someone for 40 years, you're going to say they can't go see them in the hospital. No inheritance, divorce, you know, separation of, of goods, things like that. We've got to have a legal mechanism for dealing with this. Okay. Um, I don't care if you're gay, straight, whatever you, you got to have a legal mechanism for dealing with it. So, so the court, the courts should bless civil unions, regardless of what they are, whether it's man, woman, you know, two men, two women, whatever. I don't care. The courts have to have a legal mechanism for dealing with this on a practical level. Don't have an issue with gay marriage from that end. Now, as far as the church goes, in my church, you can't have gay marriage. It doesn't work. It's not a, it's not a marriage thing. It can't be. That's just how the Catholic church is. So from a church perspective, well, that's where it is in my church. You want to you wanna be with someone, call it whatever you call it, you go ahead. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. Uh, you got the right to do what you want to do in this country. Uh, and yes, we got to have. So I'm okay from a lawyer's perspective with the fact that we have to have a legal mechanism for dealing with people who are going to be together long term. I'm also absolutely of the belief that we can't we can't legalize or, or, or penalize uh, people choosing to be together unless unless both parties are unable to consent. Right. Consent is a necessary part of any relationship, whether it's, uh, you know, consent to, to sex, consent to marriage, consent to anything. Consent is always because that's freedom, right? You can't have freedom if you can't consent. A child can't consent, right? So children, they can't buy beer. They can't buy guns. They can't buy this. They can't buy that. They can't do all sorts of things because they're children. They're not capable of making good decisions. So we protect our children. That's human nature. That's something that we've been doing for time immemorial. How in God's name can you argue that these same children that can't make a decision to buy a gun or a beer are suddenly capable of consenting to sex with an adult? You can't. There's no argument. This is sick. It's only perverts trying to justify their pervert behavior. Now, the thing is, though, is when we started redefining marriage, that opened the doors to redefining a lot of things. And so now people are saying, well, uh, legally, how can you have gay marriage? Uh, well, then I want to marry a kid. I want to marry a goat. I want to marry you know, my tree. Well, I suppose legally, marrying a goat or a tree is probably a, if gay marriage is okay. I, I think you probably have a hard time arguing that legally you can't marry your goat. I don't know that your goat or tree can inherit anything. So I don't know if it's really good law, but it's that. Uh, but the, the, the one thing that that's most certainly not legal is children. They can't consent. We recognize under the law, they're not capable of consenting. And the idea that we're going to suddenly decide that these children have a right to consent or are capable, it's absurd. What that is, is a bunch of perverts who are looking for a reason to justify what they're doing. And I'm sorry, if you're an adult and you look at a child and you see something sexual, there's something wrong with you. Really wrong with you. Even more severely wrong with you than if you look down, see a weenie and think you need it removed. Because at least then you're only hurting yourself. You look at a kid, you're hurting someone else. This is not an acceptable thing, folks. It's not okay. These Bill Gates psychopaths, how do you think this would play in the Muslim world? 
you know, there's a lot of countries in the Middle East that they still execute you if you're gay. Did you know that? I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right at all. Imagine executing someone because they're gay. I wonder if Bill Gates is preaching that they should uh, molest children in, in some of those countries. I wonder how that would go. Or is he just trying to destroy America? Huh? Are they leveraging the freedom that we have in this society to push ideas that are sick, that should deserve universal condemnation? Where is that universal condemnation? Tell me that you're going to have a kid have a gender change. Tell me that you're going to try and sexualize a child. If you're going to allow transitioning in children, trust me when I say pedophilia is next. You cannot allow this. We have to take a stand. This is sick and it's got to be done. I am absolutely done with this. Folks, I need you to support me at TomRens.com. I need you to help me spread the word on Twitter, on True Social, uh, at RensTom on Twitter, at TomRens on True Social. I need you to subscribe to my Substack. We need your help. If you need gold, go to bh-pm.com. The economy's collapsing. Probably do need gold. If you're not feeling good or starting to get a cold, we've got allergies going on, you need to use Cofix. Cofix is one of my favorite products I've found since I started doing this radio show. I'm, I'm glad that we sponsor them here on the Out Loud Network. So you need to click on the Out Loud Banner Network, Banner, and uh, you need to click on it and then say use Out Loud Code at checkout. You get a big discount. Cofix is a wonderful product. It'll keep that those allergies from turning into something else. Get it. Make use of it. We'll be right back. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Okay, welcome back, everybody. I have some real, I'm kind of excited for the stack of stuff segment. I mean, I got a bunch of good stuff to talk about here. And we're going to open up with something that uh, 
headline, Renz was right. That isn't what it actually was, but, you know, we're going to go with it. Uh, this is Fee Stories, Fee.org. And the actual headline is The New York Times Stunning Confession on Sweden's Pandemic Response. Dot, 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 Renz was right. Oh, doesn't say that yet there either. But it should say that because uh, the New York Times uh, and I had kind of a difference of opinion. And we've got this wonderful story here. And it's all about the New York Times article that was written, oh, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago uh, with the headline, How Did No Mandate Sweden End Up With Such an Average Pandemic? And then this breaks down all of the things that happened in Sweden as compared to everywhere else. Sweden, if you recall, was the country that did not bother telling people that they had to be idiots and wear masks and lock themselves in their house and everything else. Uh, Sweden just pretty much went about their business, did what they did, and everything was fine. Uh, unlike the United States, where we were a complete train wreck and you know, everybody died because we murdered them in hospitals and, well, we're stupid. Uh, but but this was really interesting because the New York Times here really just ended up reporting a whole article on me being right. I had lawsuits on this. I talked about this. Everybody told me I was a conspiracy theorist. Now, what I don't know, uh, and I'm going to have to look up this New York Times article at some point, but what I don't know is whether or not they actually cited to me in that article. I'm thinking that they probably should have. I mean, they owed me an apology. I was right on every single thing I said, and it'd be wonderful to have that. But I think that, uh, yeah, I guess the, the moral of the story here is that just listen to the show, folks. You'll know what's going on, and you'll be right, too. You can win every argument. Just listen to, listen to the Time Run show. You can win every argument. That's the, I think that's the headline here, right? All right. Uh, on to other things. I'm going to go. I've got two really fun ones that I want to get into, but I'm going to go into this one, which I think is actually really important. Headline sources, GOP senators preparing for McConnell retirement. ED leader Mitch McConnell, the most flaccid man in the Senate, is apparently looking at retirement. Uh, now, whether hopefully it's from the Senate entirely but at least from the position of minority leader. That is a wonderful, wonderful thing. This guy can't get out of that position fast enough for me. I literally don't know of anybody in the Senate who I dislike more than Mitch McConnell. He is a crook and a piece of garbage to me. And, uh, I mean, he's been bought off by Pfizer. He sold out to everybody, sold out to China. One of the best things that could happen in America is to get rid of Mitch McConnell. Here's the thing, though. Who are we going to replace him with? We got to replace him with someone functional, competent, and with a pair. Someone who will actually stand up. Now, I don't know who that'll be in the Senate. I don't know. Uh, I got a couple guys that I would like to see, but I don't know if any of them are running. And uh, if they are, I don't know if we can get them there. But I, I do know that uh, I'm really interested to see what we do here. This could be a big deal. We've got to keep the Mitt Romney crowd away from that Murkowski, all these rhino leftist crappy, just these people need to be gone. They need to be nowhere near it. We need to have the same thing happen in the Senate that happened in the House. We need someone who actually represents we the people. If you don't stand with your base, you should not be a, a party leader anywhere. Mitch McConnell is trash. 
I'm glad he's going. I'm sorry that he got hurt. Yeah, I don't wish that on anybody. I, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know. Apparently, this has something to do with uh, him falling down. But whatever the reason is, I'm glad he's gone. I'm thrilled to death he's gone. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, but it can't happen soon enough. So, anyways, this is. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. I, I'm shooting for it, rooting for it, hoping for it, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I think the real thing that we got to take away from this, though, folks, is we've got to find some real, real red blood in the Senate. Someone who's going to stand just strong on this. I, we've got to have someone who won't sell out, who's not for sale, not not willing to even consider selling out. Without that, we're going to be in serious trouble. Uh, but look what we've done with the house because we found someone that actually has uh, some testicular fortitude, you know, and uh, granted, I mean, we can argue about whether McCarthy actually has it or whether he's just being forced to have it, but I don't care. I don't care. As long as we've got someone who's going to have to act in the best interest of the party. McConnell hasn't done that for years. He's just a piece of crap. I'm thrilled to death that he's gone. Boy, I, folks, you know what? The day he retires from that position is the day I'm going to be cracking open a, a beer that is not Bud Light uh, to do something with it. Speaking of that, uh, this is not in the stack of stuff, uh, stuff, but did you hear that the Republicans are backing off of Bud Light? Apparently they're okay with this, this sicko Mulvaney guy on the cans. I don't think they, I don't think the Republican Party's aware of this, but we the people kind of don't care whether you guys like it or not. We don't like, we don't want Dylan Mulvaney on our beer cans. So you guys can go ahead and get with your woke companies and you guys can sell out. But you know, the go woke, get broke thing, uh, or get woke, go broke. That's kind of where you Republicans are going to be if you keep selling out. Uh, you're going to find yourself in the same position, all these other companies with your base boycotting everything that you stand for and everything that you are. And, uh, yeah, but that's, that's very symbolic of the leadership that we have right now. You got McDaniels, who's a Romney surrogate, and you've got McConnell. I mean, you've got rhinos everywhere. I, I mean, rhinos, rhinos, rhinos. None of them stand for anything conservative. I haven't heard them, you know, stand up for Trump or anything. They haven't done anything to, to stand by any of the anti-vax stuff. And these people are garbage. Garbage, folks. Just absolute garbage. All right. Um, I want to move into something a little more fun. The Super Mario Brothers movie. All right. I mean, this this is newsworthy, right? It's actually booming, right? So the Super Mario Brothers movie has made all sorts of money. It's broken records. And uh, I got kids, so we went and saw it as a family. And you know what? Uh it kind of stinks, but there was literally nothing woke in it. Nothing. I was happy as could be. You know what? I go watch it again just because there's nothing woke in it. I might watch it three more times because there's nothing woke in it. Just a straight up, just movie, meaningless, completely meaningless, devoid of anything remotely close to a plot. I loved it. I was thrilled to death. Uh, you know, I got the nostalgia of the Mario thing. I'm an old guy, and I used to play video games when I was a kid. And you, know, you loved Mario games; those were great games. Um, so, anyways, the Super Mario Brothers movie is—it's uh, doing well. But th there's this article in the Washington Examiner, and it says Super Mario Brothers movie 
uh, invisible wokeness. And I think that the article's worth talking about a little bit. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you, I watched the movie. It's not woke. It's not, it's just, there's nothing woke about it. But the, the author of this, uh, Spencer Clavin, I, I want to give him some kudos because I appreciate his perspective. Even though I don't think that this movie is woke in any way, shape or form, I like this guy's perspective and I like how he's thinking and the way that he's thinking is very worth hearing. So Spencer Clavin says that um, the movie isn't woke, but embraces wokeness indirectly. Let me explain what he means. For any of you guys that played Super Mario Brothers when you were kids, you know that uh, you're fighting uh, Bowser, the turtle dragon thing. And, uh, you know, you get to the end of the stage and you're looking to rescue the princess. So the story for Mario Brothers is you got these two plumber guys, these Italian plumbers, Mario and Luigi. And uh, they're, they're going through the mushroom land looking for the princess and they have to defeat Bowser to get her and to rescue her from this dragon turtle thing, right? Well, you get to the end of every stage and it says, I'm, hey, Mario, I'm sorry, but our princess is in another castle. So then you got to go to the next stage and the next stage. And eventually you get to the Bowser stage and you rescue the princess. And uh, this is a spoiler alert, folks. I should have gave a spoiler alert, but I guess I didn't. Uh, if you needed a spoiler alert for the Super Mario game, well, I, I guess I owe you an apology. But uh, anyway, so you get through this Mario game and you rescue the princess from the turtle dragon, right? Brilliant game, loads of fun. Uh, millions and millions of people spent countless hours as children just endlessly playing this game. They still play this game. It's still popular. They have uh, time tournaments and things like that. See who can win it fast enough. It's crazy. So the Stephen uh, or Spencer Clavin here makes the point that you know uh, the the story of this is the two Italian plumbers rescue the princess, right? That's the game. That's the story, and that's all that there is to the story because it's an old eight bit game, and there wasn't a whole lot of room for story in those games. Well, the movie, however, you know. Uh, Mario and and the princess are teaming up to save Luigi, who happens to be kind of a hapless little, not tough guy in the movie, and that's okay. Now, I'll tell you, I didn't find that to be woke, but I appreciate Spencer's point here. I think it's a very brilliant point and very noteworthy. In in old days, you know, if this was made, if they'd made this movie in the 80s or 90s. I would have said, Spencer, you're, you're overthinking this, buddy. You just need to, who cares, right? But now in the year 2023, I think I look at this and I say, you know, Spencer is probably right. They really couldn't put anything too overtly woke in this because it just wouldn't work. But the idea that they had to have the princess saving rather than being saved probably was you know, something. They had to do something. I mean, they couldn't just let it be the Mario story. And by changing the Mario story, even though the movie's not overtly woke, are they, you know, is there, there an element of wokeness to it? And the answer is probably, yeah, it probably is. You're not going to be bothered by it when you watch the movie because it's not slapping you in the face. Nobody really sees it, but yeah, Mario was rescuing the princess. It's just that simple. And the princess was always in need of, of help. So is this actually a, uh, you know, kind of a, 
a woke thing? Well, you know, I don't know after watching the movie whether or not I think it's woke. Uh, I, I, I can't even with this analysis think that it's woke, but I do think that there were elements of wokeism that probably made their way into this. Otherwise, they would have just followed the storyline. The original storyline is what it is, and why not just follow it? It worked. Everybody liked it, right? You know. So, anyways, I don't know, but I thought that was a really interesting thing, kind of a fun, fun story. All right. Uh, next story. So y'all know I like, you know, I do this workout stuff. I enjoy that. I try and stay in shape. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm an old man, so I'll probably be fat again at some point and back in shape. I mean, it happens, you know, whatever. But but I always try and keep it at least somewhat under control, right? I, I prefer not to be mistaken for Shamu the whale, right? Um, and, but we also know, because we've talked about on the Tom Renz show, which if you listen to all the time, you are on, as Rush would say, the cutting edge of societal evolution. Well, uh, as such, you know that anybody that doesn't want to be fat or that works out is racist. So apparently we're all racist. So just racist work uh, alert. I want to give a race alert. Apparently we're going to be racist in this next segment because I'm going to talk about a fatty. Um, did I just say that? Oh my God, my poor producer's shaking her head already. Uh, yeah, just get ready. So headline, Daily Mail, plus size influencer demands FAA and airlines give fat flyers as many free seats as they need to spread themselves out and admits other passengers may have to foot the bill. I love that they actually call them fat flyers. That, that makes me happy. So I don't know. I have to fly a lot, right? I have to fly a lot to go speak and do things and travel and work and go to courts and whatever. Um, it's the worst when you sit next to some big fat cow whose fatness is spilling over into your seat. I find that appalling. It's like, really? Just buy two seats. If you can't fit in one, buy two. Or quit eating and then get on the plane. It's an, it's obnoxious. It's rude, right? I mean, but you want to be fat, that's fine. Keep your fat off me. I mean, that's, is that too much? But this this porker has decided that she's going to uh, demand that because she's too incompetent to keep the fork out of her mouth, we should all pay more for airline tickets so that she can have eight seats. Are you kidding me, folks? Are you kidding me? Bad enough. We got to look at. I mean, oh, that's so. I. Oh my God. I'm being mean now. I know it. I. It's a joke, folks. Have a sense of humor, for God's sakes. Uh, but no, this Jalen Cheney. Uh, she is a travel and lifestyle creator in Vancouver. Is demanding uh, that the FAA protect plus size travelers and make it more comfortable. Uh, she suggested airlines provide bigger seats or an extra seat free for fatties. Uh, and, uh, said she doesn't care who has to pay for it. Well, who do you think is going to pay for it? I fit in one seat. Now I'm six, four, right? I'm a big dude. So typically I'll pay for a more comfortable seat because if I can't do that, then I just don't want to fly. Cause it's, I don't fit well in the smaller seats. I just don't. 
So I pay for a bigger seat. I pay a lot for it. Should should I also get special privileges for being tall? I can't change that I'm tall. Fatty McFatness here can quit eating. But I can't change that I'm tall. I think I'm being discriminated against. I need a lawsuit. Someone needs to do something because I'm being discriminated against because I'm tall. And I'm not sure why she's an influencer. They keep talking about her as a plus-size influencer in this article. What does that mean? What Does she influence the sales of McDonald's hamburgers? Oh, my God, folks. My, it's okay. My, my, uh, my producer's head is shaking violently. She's going to get whiplash. Um, uh, maybe not. But uh, I, listen, I just don't understand this. Uh, you know, she says, as plus-size travelers, my partner and I have unfortunately experienced discrimination and discomfort while flying. Well, tough. Lose weight. Quit eating. Get your fat butt out and run. I don't know. Folks, I'm sorry. I Listen, I don't care if you're fat. I mean, she is. There's pictures. They had to use a wide-angle lens, but they got pictures of her. Folks. Listen, I don't care. I mean, I got, you know, I was a fatty when I was a kid. You know what the best thing that happened? Someone told me I was fat, so I lost weight. Someone needs to make a, make a note to her. Uh, all right. More on this later. Uh, get yourself a Genesis HOCL, folks. Kill the germs in your house. Don't let them spread to your family. Uh, you got to you gotta get yourself a Genesis it's a wonderful product. Use Out Loud Code at checkout. If you use Out Loud Code at checkout, you will get a monumental discount on a great product. And we will be back tomorrow.